0: Congratulations. It's the Breakfast Club 10 year anniversary 10 years 10 years of the Breakfast Club
1: Doing your thing Doing what you're doing And being honest with it They had a job for 10 years, everything's Gucci over there
2: Wow, 10
3: years Shout out to the best doing it, man Hold up, hold
0: up, hold up, damn Y'all getting old, y'all been holding it down for 10 years whoa, 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 whoa. DJ Envy, Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God.
1: Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all.
0: The voice of the culture. Peace love and uh let's go to 20 Congratulations.
2: Good morning
3: USA. Yo 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 yo
2: yo 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 yo
3: yo 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 yo
4: yo 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 yo
2: yo 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 yo
3: yes
4: it's tuesday it
2: definitely is what's happening good
3: morning
4: good morning you, you
3: gotta love new york city so I'm <laughs> not a, really yes you do i'm driving in on my way to work today and somebody's like yo nice car so i roll he says roll down your windows so i roll down the window he goes what's up mv he goes i'm charlemagne's guy tell charlemagne i said what's up i said okay he says i'm the getaway driver from the j-lo and diddy you know remember that shooting i'm the getaway driver charlemagne's my guy
2: I was like, that was just random. The getaway <laughs> driver from the what?
3: You remember uh, when Diddy had the incident, him and J-Lo were in the club, and then they it was a shooting in the club, and mm-hmm. Diddy and J-Lo got out, and they... In the early 2000s? Yes. How is that my guy? He just
5: said he, said that, he, <laughs>
3: just, he, said he used to speak to you all the time when you did the Wendy show. And he used to call up and speak to you all the time. Wow. I, all right, my guy. <laughs> okay. Shout out to him. Salute to you. He was like, Stell <laughs> like, so, Charlemagne. I said, What's up? I said, All right. I'll let him
2: know. Then drop the clues bombs for my guy. <laughs> <laughs> all
4: right, I Don't, don't well, I'm, okay. I'm going to give you guys a heads up. I had a long day yesterday. No. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Still here. That mean you still drunk?
1: You
3: gassed No. What
4: does <laughs> that mean? Well, yesterday I actually was in Fort Hamilton at the Army base there, mm-hmm. and I was interviewing a different. People who are recruiters and members of the army, and they were talking about why they joined the army. Mm -hmm. And it was couples. I interviewed three different couples. Mm -hmm. They actually all met while they joined the army, and they met, you know, while they were working. And they were just talking about all the misconceptions of joining the army. People Mm -hmm. think that you work all the time, like you don't have it's like a regular nine to five. They think that you're automatically going to get deployed and be gone for three years. And they were talking about all the benefits and all of that. So, well, that
3: could happen if we go to war. they, They can,
2: you they can put a, a draft and you be deployed us. without water I got a, I got a home girl
4: uh, she's yeah, have, my home girl
2: Courtney she's deployed yeah, right now yeah can be deployed
4: and, and some people will never like there were a couple people there who haven't been deployed at all and mm-hmm. there's a lot of different jobs you can have in the army so right. it's not just you know fighting in a war mm-hmm. there's other things it's not just combat there's other things you can do so they were just talking about that and then all the benefits that they've been able to take advantage of from joining the army when it comes to education mm-hmm. one um, woman was buying a home and she had to put no money down mm-hmm. you know how that is then after that I went to a movie screening for this short film at Negril it's called Thrupple and it's a you know what a Thrupple is yep
2: no what's that it's that's a, the stuff you put on uh, french fries right like No, that's the relationship with three people oh. but
4: it was two guys and a girl in this relationship
2: oh no you don't put that on the living
4: together (laughs) (laughs) I I watched that
2: short then I went Mm -hmm. to the
4: listening session that Swissbeats did for DMX's album
2: I was listening to X album last night I heard X album last night too
4: so we got to hear that in the studio and I just want to shout out to Natina who works at Def Jam she told me it was going to be five people at this listening. listen
3: and when I seen that picture I was like that's the reason why I did not go (laughs) <laughs> How many people were there? It looked like it was the like 40, 50.
4: Uh, yeah, about that. She was like, it's just going to be you, Angie Martinez, Sway.
3: And- <laughs> That's what she told me. She tried to sell it. She was like, it's going to be Angela Yee, Angie Martinez, Sway, Swiss, and you. And y'all just listen to the album. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I got the <laughs> album, though. Yeah, we have it. I know
4: they wanted different. us to hear
3: it in the and studio. And
4: wanted us to come. Like, got, Swizz I- wanted to play it and talk about all of the different tracks. I'm t- talking um, about
3: it with Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking <laughs> about it
1: last night. We were
3: yeah. literally
6: no, talking we, about I, we that last We all
4: have it, but it's different. It's different when you get to hear the story behind each song, and and it's always different to hear it in the studio. So you was out
3: with all those people, and you still came to work?
4: Well, yeah.
2: You know, super (laughs) spreader. I got my own uh, speakers at the house. I'm not going to put no sauce on the X album, though. I'm not going to say nothing. Nope. I'm going to just mind my business. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm not going to say anything. Nope. Until
3: Friday. That's
4: going to be hard. Until
2: Friday. (laughs) Until Friday.
4: All right, well, that's it.
3: All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about?
4: Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, LeBron, since we're talking about COVID protocols. LeBron James. Yes, mm-hmm. he was not suspended, and the NBA ex- is explaining why, even though he was at an event.
2: You don't have to explain anything, NBA. We know why. All right. He's LeBron James. He is LeBron James.
3: <laughs> and also, Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes will be joining us this morning. Okay. The Upshores is a new show that they have well not a new show but a show that is it's coming back it is right? it's, on no, it's on Netflix now it's on Netflix yes. my, my mm-hmm. wife was binge watching it all weekend it's, it's
4: a pretty funny it's show it's pretty
3: it's pretty entertaining yeah. not right. a lot to you so we'll kick it with them and also uh, Angela Yee's uh, business partner Mikey Moran he has a book out right now uh, Fearless he's...
4: Beauty and we have a store together private label in Detroit mm-hmm. okay
3: to so all that today let's get the show popping it's the breakfast Club. Good morning. let's go <laughs>
4: yes. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy,
3: Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page
2: news. Now, I don't
3: know what's going on with the... Uh, did y'all see the uh, playoffs?
2: I fell asleep last night. Uh, the Nuggets won last night. Uh, who else won last night? Bunk's the bucks, bucks yeah nuggets nuggets and buck one yeah, buck one ball in the first quarter that's when i fell asleep what else we got ye? Yeah?
4: all right well let's talk about lebron and the nba is explaining why he was not suspended for breaking the league's covid-19 protocol you know he had that event for his tequila brand you saw drake was there michael b joy there was all these pictures mm-hmm. floating around from this event and according to the league they're saying that he did actually not violate the protocol because he was at an event and they said he briefly attended an outdoor event last week where participants were required to be vaccinated or return a negative test result. under these circumstances and in consultation with medical experts it was determined that his attendance did not create risk related to the spread of COVID-19 and therefore no quarantine was necessary they also talked about other players who have committed similar violations during the season and were not suspended or placed in quarantine
2: well listen um here's the thing they had a play-in tournament then I think the next day Right against the Golden State Warriors, if they didn't win, I don't think they would have made the playoffs. No, they wouldn't have. Right? So, no, yeah, so, no. LeBron James had to be there. They need the Lakers in the playoffs. But I haven't seen anybody get suspended for COVID in the NBA all year long. Unless I haven't no, been paying no, no attention, didn't get suspended right when, when he did the when he went to go get no you. he
3: did something he, happened he with him. and then something happened with Kyrie Irving. Remember when they picked as a Kyrie Irving? Come well, here, Houston happened?
4: Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. was cool. fined fifty thousand. He had to miss time. He said nobody got suspended.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen nobody. I saw Lou Williams and they, they was on Lou Williams and Kyrie Irving's ass for, for for leaving for a little bit, but I don't think they got. No, suspended No, they said
4: Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. was fined fifty grand and he was forced to miss time in the league's health and safety protocols after he went to a strip club in April, reportedly.
2: Oh, and we blurred season, Lou Williams was actually in the bubble. That was, a bubble. Yeah, that that was, was the bubble. That was the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: You're right.
4: All right. Now let's talk about the WNBA. Now, Connecticut Sun coach Kurt Miller has been fined $10,000 and suspended for one game by the WNBA, and that's because of disparaging remarks that he made to a referee on Sunday about the weight of Las Vegas Aces post player Liz Cambage. And basically what happened was uh, the coach was arguing whether a call should have gone the son's way and told the official that she weighed 300 pounds. Now here is what Liz Combadge had to say. To the
3: coach of Connecticut, I'm sorry, little sir man, I do not know your name. Little the sir, next man. time you tried to call out a referee, trying to get a call being like, come on, she's 300 pounds. I'm going to need you to get right, baby, because I'm 6'8". I'm weighing 235 pounds and I'm very proud. Of being a big bitch so don't ever try to disrespect me or another woman in the league I don't know if that's how like coaches run like you just disrespect you try to disrespect women like that from the sideline are you so lucky that whole pot you were so lucky that I was at my doing my job
2: All right, the same rules apply in the WNBA as they do in real life you can't comment on a woman's weight what's wrong with you
4: yeah she said it was not just usual player-to-player trash talk it's more like abuse
2: Especially when you're not 300 pounds. Lord have mercy.
4: Is there trash talk
3: still in the league though? Do
2: what they do still? Mean? Do they still trash? I've talk? never. I don't really hear coaches the players. I hear players the players. Do you,
3: is that still a, a thing? Because yes. I remember as a kid, or when I played ball, like you would say anything. But now I seem like it, it's. Very calm. Down. No, well, I'm sure when you talk. played
4: ball, it was different. You know, nah, because I mean, in the NBA, y- you would talk smack. That was part of you know
3: getting in your getting in your you know your opponent's head. You know to try to get them off and you know get them pissed off. That was part of the game.
2: Well, everything was different in our day. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> right. All right. Jesus well. Christ. Well, that was front page news.
4: What's that voice? That's my old
2: man talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just no, talk man. regular, sir. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk regular. That's your old man talk. Get it okay?
3: off your chest. And we got two AMG. voices. Old oh, man. Five Old man
2: <laughs> Old Elmo
7: If you need, if you need
3: to vet, Call us up now
0: 800-585-1051 It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The Breakfast Club <laughs>
5: <laughs> This
0: is your time To get it off your chest Whether you're mad or blessed So you better have The same energy We want to hear from you On The Breakfast Club Hello who's this? Yo It's your
1: boy Tony man Check it out man I got coronavirus man Wow. This is not a. This is not a game, ladies and gentlemen. Please wear your mask, man. It hurts. When'd you oh. catch it? Uh, I caught it last week. Where at? Uh, God damn, son, man. We we. Go I'm on. just asking, yeah. man. I want to know where you are. You, where, where you at?
6: <laughs>
1: listen, we ain't gonna do all that,
3: now, But we just, it hurts. You not gonna warn people? Yeah. Where you got it from? What were you doing? Tell then? us, you tell us, go us go where you get? live. Where you <laughs> at?
1: Listen, 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 listen. I I I warn people in my local town. But I'm not gonna do it on the internet. I'm never do it on the. Why well,
3: not? It might be somebody that came in town and it was around you, and maybe it was yeah, on.
1: no, nah, man! I ain't gonna do my people.
3: But like we're more concerned
4: about you and your health. So, what are the symptoms you've been having?
1: Man, um, well, first it was the body aches, and then it was the uh, it was the up and down fevers. Now, what I'm dealing with is the uh, is the shortness of breath. Mm. Like no matter like I can talk, and then eventually I will start coughing. I run out I run out of breath coughing. Uh it hurts. I'm not gonna lie to you, it hurts.
2: And you're not gonna tell us where you live? Hey, Charlie, man, come on man.
1: Why are you talking about COVID
2: like it's an illegal PPP scam we receive, bro? Like it's an <laughs> well, illegal prayer, PPP well, loan or something.
4: Well prayers for you and I hope you get through this and everything is good and your health comes back.
1: Hey, I I can I I wanna say one more thing. I wanna say one more thing too. Yes sir. Um, I, I, I don't think I don't I don't think it's fair how these politicians come on a breakfast club. To talk to uh, the people, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and then when they get in office, it's like they also forget about the people. You know, what I mean? I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the more, the the more that the more days go by and these people don't do nothing, they don't do nothing to fulfill the promises they claimed they were gonna do. It makes me hate them.
2: I agree. I mean, I'm not. I, it don't make me hate them, but I think that they do a horrible job of campaigning when it's not a uh, campaign time.
1: I don't think they should. I don't think I don't think I don't think they should be allowed to do it no more because it is. I don't like it, bro. I hate nobody. So
2: you saying when, when when 2022 come around for midterms and 2024, uh, don't allow them on the platform is what you say.
8: <laughs> this should be loud. Hello. Who's this? Hi, how you doing? I'm um, Donnie, man. How you doing? Nice to see you guys. What's your up, na- your what your- name? Oh, My name is Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Get it off your chest, Donnie. Hey, man. Hey, I just wanted to come out and speak to you guys and just let you guys know that I'm a black man who has on the way to complete his fourth degree. Okay. And also another thing, I just want to get your input on how you guys feel with um, what's going on, how the Asian Americans got their hate crime bill that's gonna be signed by President Biden, but we as a black community can't get nothing passed, no legislation passed to protect us.
2: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I like the fact that the Asians, you know, got got their hate crime bill, but yes, I do sit back and be like, well, damn, what about us? Yes, absolutely. Hey, that's,
8: that's exactly how, okay, that's exactly how I feel. So, right now, what I have done with my partner is, I've created a platform since I was a former law enforcement officer. Uh, it's a podcast called Black and Blue, where officers come and speak the truth about police brutality, um, racism in the our country, and what can we do to bring police back together? What can we do to bring some type of legislation towards the black communities? I'm not mad at that. Shoot, today is what?
2: Today is, today is the anniversary
3: of George anniversary Floyd's death? Yes, and we're going to talk about
4: all the different activities that are happening that you can participate in in the next hour.
3: All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Dally, I'm dally. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm, I'm call, call, call it, This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800 585 1051 We want to hear from you on the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? hello Hey, what's your name?
9: Hi, I'm Neffi. How are you guys? Hi Charlie.
3: Oh. Hi. Good hey, morning, Neffi. Hey, Neffi. How are you, Neffi? get it off your chest.
9: I am doing okay. I was calling to talk about how racist Colorado is. It's just dope. I've had a change of heart. I just recently lost my daughter. I just recently had a son, and I just want to thank you guys so very much because you guys have taught me how to be grateful for the things that I do have. Um, you guys are such an inspiration to me. And I just want to thank you guys for all that you do. envy. I follow you and Dia. I love your podcast. Congratulations on and your baby. For Uncle Charlotte, you are awesome. Angela yeah, I love the service. Thank so just you. thank you guys for being um, an inspiration to all the black community. I'm not going to talk about how horrible Colorado is, but just thank you guys for teaching me gratitude. I'm a little young, dumb, little calm little girl. But <laughs> thank you guys so very much. Well, thank you well, thank for you brightening so much, up bro. our day. We
4: appreciate that, and we Absolutely. appreciate you. So thank you. And thank you, guys. You guys had a great
9: day. Check out Suck His Newbies, um, LLC on Instagram. We're small. Um moms our own business and we are just now getting online. We normally just in my gifts the events. So check us out. Um Sun Kids, LLC on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. And keep up and here's some of the ten years. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank
2: you, yeah. Mama. Yes, ma'am.
9: Hello, who's this?
2: <laughs> what? It's Dennis
8: from New Jersey. Hey, get it off your chest. Please, I King. Yes. King. Actually just had a question. If uh by any chance you guys heard about ninety nine point nine percent vaccine that just was supposedly working on by Australian specialists that's supposed to come out in 23. And if so, what do you think about that? What the hell did you just I, say? I
4: don't know anything about that. <laughs> I never <laughs> heard of that
8: vaccine. <laughs> so I, There's a know. vaccine, apparently, that uh, the American specialists and Australian specialists working on that is going to be 99.9% uh, effective. I, I thought they had really one that's no 100% way.
2: effective now. Say it again?
8: I thought you they know? had one that's 100% effective. I don't know anything Th- that's 100%. That's what I thought.
4: Yeah,
8: that, that's, that's the funny part. That's what I thought. No, I don't
3: think I, I I've heard of anything that was 100% effective. I know there was a couple in, I think, 95
2: 96% effective, but I never heard of anything 100%. Oh. I thought that one I they see. called, uh, I'm looking at it now, with AstraZeneca? I don't know. AstraZeneca? AstraZeneca.
4: Well, that's not approved here, though.
2: Oh, it's not? No. no. Oh, okay. No,
8: that's that's the one that's made, I think, from monkey doo-doo. Oh,
4: <laughs> guys, bye.
2: <laughs> and uh, I remember yeah, this article on NPR says Pfizer says COVID-19 vaccine shows 100% efficiency. Efficacy. Efficacy? Efficacy. What Efficacy the hell here. I said? Yeah, but I, I don't think it's <laughs> approved. It's not approved yet here. But
3: anyway, get it off your chest. 800 585 Now we got rumors on the way.
4: Ooh, well, somebody is apologizing to their wife after publicly stepping out. Do you think she should forgive him? I mean, it's all up to her. But we'll tell you what he had to say and how she responded.
3: All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning,
0: the Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee has it. on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah,
5: nah.
4: Well, Malik Beasley is trying to get back together with his wife, the 24-year-old NBA player. If you recall, he was stepping out with Lars Pippen. They were photographed together while he was married. And he posted, I wanna say sorry for putting you in the situation you were put in the last few months. My head wasn't where it was supposed to be. I was looking for more when it was right here that whole time. I'm telling the world and you that there's nobody like you for me. For the record, I was the one who ended my last relationship off the fact that there is no one like you. Also for the record, I wanted to do my own ish because I just left you guys and I definitely ain't the type to set up pictures at the mall and ish because there were pictures of him and Larsa Pippin in the mall together. Yeah,
3: hey, walking through the mall I've seen him.
4: Yeah, he said is that some childish ish and I'm trying to grow <laughs> (laughs) individually and grow a family, a real family. I ain't looking to be judged. I'm looking for forgiveness. To forgive me for hurting my family the way I did at the end of the day. I'm a lover boy and I miss holding y'all and loving y'all. I love you, Mushi.
2: Oh, that sounds very sincere. But I mean, you just always got to remember the best apology is change behavior. So, you know, you've got to prove that over time.
4: Yeah, because the whole world, you know, got a chance to Mm -hmm. see this. So, His wife responded, Montana Yao. She said, Makai and I do appreciate Malik's apology. It's hard to own up to bad decisions and apologize, especially publicly. So it's really appreciated. My main priority has been and will forever be my son. So I'm glad if when he looks back on all of this one day, he can see his dad publicly apologize then she addressed larsa pippen she said your threats are good over here ma'am try somewhere else you really need to be put in check or something because you really wilding out here thinking you about to tell either malik or i how to act so now you got me hot and i'm not holding back no more i've been already told you to shut your trap because you embarrassed yourself enough already both of you were wrong as hell but you ma'am had the nerve to talk all that ish to me as if i was wrong first of all we as women don't claim you you wouldn't know Girl Code if it slapped you in the face. You just an old, desperate, thirsty, ran-through blow-up doll.
5: Damn.
4: It gets worse.
2: Are you going to say the worst? <laughs> Are you going to say the worst? She?
4: Well, she said that um, you call paparazzi every single day and every single man is sad and lame as F. You need clout that bad at your age? I'll be damned if I'm walking around behaving like that in 23 years. And I'll really be damned to ever embarrass my children like that. Like, oh, sp- go spend time with your kids. You ran to the media because you needed everyone to think you ended with Malik because you're too embarrassed that you just keep getting passed around like a hot potato.
2: Okay, but listen, I don't know these people, but the uh, wife, what box did she check, yes, no, or maybe, to his apology?
4: We don't know yet. We don't know. But it it felt like, like a... she's considering it. Oh, from, okay. Based
2: yeah, on, it felt like a maybe. Maybe, on... <laughs> maybe. It definitely <laughs> feels like a maybe. Will you go with me, you check yes, no, or maybe. It felt like a Maybe. <laughs>
4: She then said, you really tried to trap Malik, too, trying to get him to go to fertility clinics with you. Are you crazy? You barely even spend time with the kids you already have. It's
3: going towards yes now. Yeah. Looks
4: good. <laughs>
3: Let's go for him. It's going towards oh, yes. Based off of her yeah. reply?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, Larsa Pippen said, hey, sweetie, I can spend the day going back and forth with you on the Jesus Internet, but woman Christ. to woman, I would <laughs> never do that, especially over a man. And then Jeez. she goes, here's some free press for you. Let me clear up some of the misinformation you shared as facts. Here's the truth about Malik. One. When I and she really numbered this one. When I thought about him and how he treated your child, he's not the type of man I want around mine. Any man who would deny his child and then leave the mother penniless is not a real man. Two, he oh, cried. Oh, now
3: she's going at him. Before it was okay, but now it's not. <laughs> Two, this is messy.
4: He cried entirely too much.
3: <laughs> Three, he what's wrong cheated. with crying?
4: But then again, you never saw any alimony, as you already know that. Since you want to speak woman to woman on social media, let me give you some womanly advice. If you ever find another man who wants you for you and not all the free press I'm giving both of you, lock him down. Malik was a clout chaser who pursued me relentlessly before I even knew you existed. And I have the DMs. But then again, he knows that.
2: What social media site are they on with all these captions? (laughs) All these characters?
4: Lord. Which site is is that? This is why I've been off social media, man. Instagram.
2: Right? Get a blog. (laughs) Why don't y'all just get a blog or a Tumblr page? Like, why y'all writing so much? Write a book. The
4: whole book for this? Something. The whole
2: book, It just seems like a lot. Like, for what? I don't even know. Okay. God bless them all.
4: Jeez. Anyway, so that's just giving y'all this. Now, here's, uh, you want some other messy news? Alex Rodriguez allegedly has slid into an Australian talk show host DM's Belinda Russell yeah, they today move fast, man. extra, but it, it doesn't sound so bad. Here's what she had to say.
9: I woke up this morning and with, you know, checking the socials and in my requests, there was a message from Alex Rodriguez. Uh,
5: but Is look that at that! Look, A-Rod? all I
9: can say, he likes great content. Look, he, he just said he great feed, That's great sure. feed.
0: Is he hitting on you? No. He's thing. recently single. You're you're happily married with three children. Exactly.
9: I'm sh- ha- very sh- happily married.
0: Hey, Rod, if you're listening, old son, you know. Uh-uh. And the young lady just missed her
2: blessing.
5: What? Okay. She's
0: happily
4: married. married with three children. Oh, never mind. She's got her blessing.
3: Yes, that's right. That was definitely a, a test to see how that it was came back. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. Great feed. That was. that was a test because that's that that something that, that you could test.
4: send and is not incriminating yeah. in case anybody just, says no, anything. No, I was just trying yeah. to show you some yeah. positivity. She, Great feed, man. It.
2: She passed the test. I didn't realize she was married with three kids. She,
4: kinda,
7: she did, did she, she pass the test though? Yes. Nah, she brought it up on the air to embarrass him and say I love uh, my my husband and my kids. She seemed she was blushing a little bit. No, no, I can hear her blushing. I mean, it was a random thing just to put out. I mean,
4: a Rod is single. Yeah, he's fine. J-Lo's been I'm sure if
7: A Rod
3: jumped in Charlemagne's DM, Charlemagne would do he the would same. He would be. He'd be <laughs> on air like I'm there, a married like, man, sir, with
2: three kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know what the
3: hell you're talking about.
4: You wouldn't ask for the smudge stick. I don't the know what that stick, is. The makeup he has for men
2: he probably send me some.
4: <laughs> send
3: that All right. Because. Y'all want some
4: more messiness? He's a hot
3: boy, boy. Sure. Why not? All right. Hit Amber
4: Rose got into a DM conversation with a woman over her man mm. and uh, her. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Alexander hate right, social Edwards. media.
4: What? <laughs> so apparently, I guess what happened was um, the woman had once sent her a message, but it disappeared. So Amber Rose is assuming that the woman deleted it. And so she said, I was being nosy and I looked through his block list on his phone and you came up. Then I found your page. <laughs> this is too much. And saw that you sent me a message. Didn't know if you were trying to tell me something.
5: Oh man.
4: And then um, you know, she continued to write to her and she said, I don't understand why you're blocked. You can be honest. The woman responded and said, If I had something to tell you, I would have told you before you sent me the twenty one messages, follow me and unfollowed me. Amber Rose um, said I was asking if you needed to tell me something I don't understand why why are you mad at me I followed assuming you wouldn't write back if I didn't follow or you couldn't write back I was asking if you needed to tell me so she wants her to be honest um, with her about what happened about what? What am I missing here? I guess she saw <laughs> that the woman thing. was blocked in her man's phone. So then she went to look up the woman and saw the woman at one point had sent her a message, but the message was gone. Oh. So she felt like the woman was trying to tell her something, and she wants to know why the woman was blocked in her man's phone. And so eventually she did tell her, listen, this was before you. So it was nothing while y'all two were together. Sheesh. She said, I'm asking, did you talk to him while he was with me, meet up with him? I don't care about before I met him. And the woman responded, no, I haven't.
5: Hmm.
4: So, I don't
2: have this, I don't have that much time to be having all this conversation on uh, <laughs> social media. They people be having some real lot. live back and forths on social yeah, media. was looking bro. for something.
4: Yeah, she was. She went through his phone, so who was blocked, searched the person. Now the woman posted it. Sheesh. All right. Well, well that was your messy rumor report. <laughs> that was
2: a great messy rumor report. That was one of the most messiest rumor reports <laughs> I've heard in a long time. <sighs> I don't know what's going on, but I enjoyed it. Man, yeah, if, you, if you look through my blocks, man, you,
3: you'd be there for years. But this See is from his like phone, I, I think. You know how many people like I got blocked on my phone?
4: Like phone numbers? Absolutely. Really?
2: Yeah. You can block people's phone numbers?
4: Yeah. Let yeah, me he he
2: show you how? Exactly we can. Yes. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever told me that? On my phone? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm
4: old. You
3: can't see a text. You can, When they, when they really? call you, don't see none of that. No. Mm-hmm.
4: What about on his Motorola two-way pager?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All
4: right. Well, All that's right. your rumor report.
3: All right. Front page news next. What are we talking about?
4: Yes, I was telling you. There's going to be uh, several memorials in honor of George Floyd today. So we'll give you some insight on where those are going to be. And this is from the BIN News Network. BIN News.
0: All right. We'll get to it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
4: Angela Yee here. And did you know that the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply.
2: (laughs) i find you attractive, (laughs) Envy. What? You heard what I said. I didn't hear what you said. Envy just asked why I don't flirt with him no more I said I don't find you attractive I did not okay <laughs> Yo,
8: what's wrong
4: right. with
2: you let's
3: get some some fr- people like, have
4: a short attention span
2: I like you better when you was
3: natural Yo, what is okay wrong I like with Beijing you, nah no Beijing let's get in some front page news it's my tan and you like my tan alright What we starting you
4: well today is May 25th one year ago is when that nine minute video taken by Donella Frazier of police officer former police officer Derek Chauvin murdering George Floyd Uh, went viral as three other officers watched and people called desperately for help. So today, there are going to be several cities holding memorials in honor of George Floyd. Uh, And this is all from BINnews.com. If you want to get more information in Portland, Oregon, it will be uh, Rose City Justice. Also, Houston, Texas. Um, There's a George Floyd anniversary march. George Floyd Memorial Foundation inaugural remembrance in Minneapolis, Minnesota. March for Justice in Brooklyn at the Barclays. Make a stand in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, And in addition to all of that, President Biden will be meeting with George Floyd's family today. Floyd's sister, Bridget Floyd, his uh, his, uh, daughter, Gianna Floyd, and Gianna's mother, Roxy Washington, will visit the White House with Joe Biden. The family meeting will be private so Joe Biden can have a real conversation and preserve that with the family. He has a genuine relationship with them and the courage and grace of this family and especially his daughter Gianna Floyd has really stuck with the president.
2: Yeah, I hope they, uh, you know, push him to pass some real police reform, to push him to pass that George Floyd Policing Act. I wouldn't even honestly show up to talk to him if they're not talking about pushing some real police reform.
3: Yeah, it seems yeah. like it's a, a a photo op for the president, but yeah, like, I'm with you. Unless we can actually and honestly talk about policies and get some things passed? It, mm-hmm. you know, well, they are trying to pass
4: the George, uh, George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, but it's stalled in the, the Senate, Senate, even though Biden did want to have this legislation passed by today, but you don't want to take out some of those provisions just to pass a bill. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that this is done properly and it hasn't been able to pass yet. So. Uh,
2: abolishing qualified immunity, you have to have that in there
4: right it's going to be a ban on racial and religious profiling by law enforcement of course like you said an overhaul of qualified immunity uh... they want to set up a national registry of police misconduct all of those things are provisions that would be included in this bill so instead of rushing it through today you got to make sure it's done properly and i'm sure the family agrees with that as well it's
2: got to be groundbreaking you know what i mean like we need some like 1964 civil rights type legislation passed it got to be that groundbreaking voting rights legislation got to be that that groundbreaking
4: all right and right now about 39% of the population here is fully vaccinated and as they're trying to do some more incentives north carolina they're giving away $25 cash cards if you get the vaccine. So they're going to be giving those away as you get your first dose. How
2: bad do they think people in North
4: Carolina are <laughs> no, people dollars are giving away a million, million
3: people, dollars. $25, $25 do.
2: what kind of card? You say gas?
3: Cash. Cash card. You can do anything with it. Man, you can, you can get do gas. a little more than
7: 25 man. 25 or 125 No, 25. 25 Come on, man. Come on. Come on, America. Come on. You can buy Come 25 on lotto
3: tickets. It's the same as doing a lotto thing. They, on, they give you a, a, a one lotto ticket opposed no. to 20 Now you can buy $25 nah, step tickets. Step it
2: up, bro. $25? Come on, man. Come on. At least give me $100. Listen,
4: I know there's some people that's going to go get that first shot several times to go $25. <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> saying.
2: Give me a $25 at, uh, at Chick-fil-A gift card or something, something <laughs> worth it. $25, come on. Man. All
4: right. And in Texas, they are poised to remove one of their last major gun restrictions. Lawmakers did approve allowing people to carry handguns without a license and without the background check and the training that go with it. So... Mm-hmm. They approved that measure on Monday and the governor has said he will sign it, even though a lot of law enforcement groups say it would endanger the public and the police. They already have some of the loosest gun laws in the country in Texas and more than one point six million handgun license holders as well. So according to supporters of the bill, it will allow Texans to better defend themselves in public. And uh, but already they have a lot of really loose laws over there without the state background check law enforcement groups are worried there'd be no way to weed people out in advance and um, the bill would not prevent businesses though from banning guns on their property so if you own a business you can still say you can't bring your gun in here
2: i, I don't know it's a part of me that feels like that'll, that'll uh help help keep order you know what i mean what like mean? like because if you know somebody else scrapped you're gonna think twice about pulling yours out just to randomly start shooting at people you know what I mean?
3: Well, has it you know has it been working in states where you can carry and it's known? Like, does that work in Houston? Is crime down? Is, has it worked in Atlanta? Like, is crime down? Like, that's what we have to really. I, I mean, see.
2: I, I would just think about like like mass shootings because every time somebody, uh, yeah, whenever there's a mass shooting and mm-hmm. somebody pulls out a gun and they start shooting mad people, I'm always like. I wish somebody else had a gun to take that person out. True. Oh, you know? I wish
4: they didn't have True. that person didn't have a gun to oh, do the mass shooting. I'm with
2: you, but that's not reality. But You know,
4: it, Texas already allows rifles to be carried in public without a license. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like there's got to be some type of I'm not saying people shouldn't have guns, I think Georgia too, I think like Atlanta like could
3: walk around with your
4: You should have some type of training
3: rifle. What you mean, walk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, so, you, very, mean, yeah. yeah. you could carry a rifle in, in Georgia, too. But, you know, in a lot of these states, you can get a license, even if you don't live in those states, to carry concealed. All I'm saying is if you know somebody else scrapped, you think twice. Right. <laughs> you know like any, what I mean? Like, anytime I'm in any of these states, I have my concealed because I can carry in, like, 40 states. And so can my wife.
4: Yeah, I just want to make sure. It's and I think people, everybody should. I think people should have some type of, just like you got to take a test to get your license.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I still think you need that. All right. Well, that is your front page
3: news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes will be joining us.
2: From the Upshaws. My wife was uh, binge watching this this weekend. I, I watched a few episodes, too. Very very entertaining really? show from what I saw.
4: Yes, okay. I got Paige Kennedy's on there also. And Kim Fields. Yes. Cody yes, Of course, starring in it.
3: Mm-hmm. So we'll get with them when we come back, so don't move us to Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee. Call me and the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining
2: us this morning. That's right. One of them has been here a whole lot. Super yes. friend to the room. Uh, our guy, Mike Epps. Another is a legend who I'm mad. This is the first time we ever talking to her on Breakfast Club, and it's via damn Zoom. That's right. Wanda Sykes, welcome. Good morning.
6: Good morning. I mean... Uh, finally I made it I made it to the <laughs> breakfast club You should have been here in person That's what you should have uh, been What did I have to do to get here And like you said <laughs> It's Zoom
2: when, when when, when, Wanda I when I saw you I to
6: with Mike Epps And get a show on Netflix As, as number one And I finally make it to the breakfast club
2: I saw you I saw you uh, at Tiffany Haddish's 40th birthday party in December Of 2019 And you said you was coming to breakfast club And then, then here come COVID I
10: know, right? But, Wanda, no. if you would have if you would have caught a gun charge a long time ago, <laughs> you'd have been on there.
4: You're <laughs> <laughs> right, Mike. We are celebrating good news though with the new show, the Upshaw's. I like the good news because. Uh, Paige has been telling me about this show for quite a while because he was on the show so he kept talking it up talking it up and you know how somebody talks about something you're like all right when is the show coming out already but it's out and so congratulations on how well it's doing on Netflix.
6: Thank you thanks a lot yeah it's it's I mean I thank y'all thank thank the fans thank y'all for for watching man like I was saying, y'all just not binging it. Y'all are devouring it. I mean, That's like, amazing. Pe- people are like watching it like two or three times. It's 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 amazing.
2: Hey, let me ask y'all a question, man, before we get started. Because, you know, we just did come out of a pandemic. I guess we still in it. But mm-hmm. how
10: are y'all? And I want an honest answer. I mean, I ain't going to lie. It, you know, I've, I've been through a lot. You know what I mean? I've been through. I lost both my parents Dang. in December. Yeah. And you know, previous to that, we was all on home detention. We was locked down. Mm -hmm. So it been rough for me, but you know, my, I got so much faith in God. I ain't going to let nothing stop me. I got to stay down. I'm doing what they wanted me to do. You know what I mean? And let's be good. Let's be successful and -hmm. and be happy. You know what I mean?
2: I'm sending you healing energy, Mike. Damn.
6: Absolutely brother. Yeah. Mike, Mike has, Mike has really, you know, been through it. And, uh, and I, th- I think it was it was cool that we you know weren't just doing a show about a, a about a family you know I've i known Mike for years so it's like it's like with family you know mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so we all you know was supporting him keeping him lifted up but he's he's a strong brother he really is and and he has the, like you said that faith in God and uh, it, it it got us all through you know and um, I you know I'm I'm dealing with the I got the the, the the kids and everything and all but it's uh you know we just feel we just feel blessed really mm-hmm. i mean you know right. it's hard and then and, and we, mm-hmm. we're not going to sugarcoat it i mean a lot of people went through depression you know mm-hmm. I, I had Are some you? issues you know dealing with it because it, it was just we've never experienced something like this you know like mike's saying mm-hmm. like hold uh-huh. attention and and then when you see all these people losing their lives i know so many friends who've lost people also right. and uh you, you, you feel blessed, but, but you also are like, just, it's just sad. You just feel sad. And then all the stuff we were going through with the, with, from George Floyd on and before mm-hmm. that, you know, it was just, dang, it was just it feels like, like when, like the camel's about to break, man. You
10: know? yeah. <laughs> For real, huh? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Being able to go back to work. That was, that was really healing. That was a nice, that was, that was a blessing. That was like, you know, a little treat, you know what I mean, to get Mm -hmm. back, to go back, to because we had, I mean, the restrictions was, I mean, man, it wasn't nobody on the street when we was coming to work in the morning, like, it was, it was crazy, man, so, you know, to be, like Wanda said, to get back, be able to go back to work, and still put out some positive, good comedy about a good black family, man, it was, it's been a blessing, man, God worked, it was a silver lining through the whole thing. Yeah, and we like looked out for each other too, cause we knew
6: like, hey, one positive case, we, you know, we we back it, we back on detention, you know, we back yes. in lockdown. So I, I ain't gonna lie, Mike, I was I was checking the hell out of your IG. I was. I said, let me see what he's <laughs> doing on. We get try on to him, see man. if I was What's in a
10: strip club doing? or something, huh? <laughs>
3: Now now we we, we we talk about everybody that comes up here. We talk about every HBCU when they wear all these other, but you nobody's gonna say nothing about our Hampton University sweatshirt. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all no, you a Hampton
2: alumni, that. you say
3: something. Y'all like, That's you're just, not going you. are just gonna ignore the fact that she got a Hampton University sweatshirt. You the Hampton alumni. She's a Hamptonian.
10: Something. Oh, you went to Hampton too? Sure did. Yep. Oh my God. Of course. Is that a good? Oh my God! My ask
4: <laughs> because the way you said it. <laughs> well, well,
10: come on. Of
4: course.
10: You can't t- when you when you say Hampton, you got to be careful because you know it's some uh, there's some other ones around there. What's 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 y'all rivals called? You might be
3: talking George about the town, fake H.U.
5: What's,
10: what's y'all other?
3: Ha- Howard University. You probably talking about, but we don't talk. We don't discuss them.
6: Well, we we get we get Howard some juice now because of uh, Howard, our yeah. vice president. Yeah. And she's my sorority uh, sister, so I, I give her a little uh, love right now.
4: It's all united, you know. You a AKA one? Finally, yes, absolutely. I
2: didn't know that.
4: Yes, Mike
2: told me you was a Zeta.
6: <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, you did. Nothing wrong with being hey, a Zeta.
6: Nothing wrong with my Zetas. Ain't nothing I love my sisters right. and my deltas. I'm a Sigma Damn, guy. Don't let them cause this,
10: this divisiveness. Mind. That's right. Them ain't nothing but gang, Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> you right. You right. They got the signs and the, <laughs>
4: the well, don't do you it, right. Mike. Don't do it. Don't do it. You yeah. know they're gonna come.
6: <laughs> we got our little steps, all that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, 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 how'd y'all come together for the upshots?
6: Oh man, Mike actually reached out to me and uh he wanted to meet and he was like, Hey, I got I, I want to do a show. But I'm to be honest with you. When they first said, "Hey, Mike Epps wants to meet with you," I was like, "Ah, oh, jeez, do I really <laughs> need right really Mike Epps in my life?" And I known Mike for years, though. I, I, I you know, so I was like, "All right, let me let me hear what this bug wants to do." So, and he told me he wanted to do this show about a you know working class family. Uh, Uh, in the Midwest, he wanted to do like a black black roseanne. And And I was like, damn, damn, this is a great great idea idea because, because, you know, we don't have that. And and then we start talking about shows that we like. like. Um, Um, And we both are Norman Lear fans. And when he said that, I was like, okay, now you're speaking my language because I wanted the show to, you know, to say something. And also, I was like, you know, there's not a show out there that doesn't represent this part of, of America and also uh, tells our story, you know? And uh, it's either black families are very successful or, or it's drugs or we're coming out of slavery, you know? And, yeah, right, so we wanted to do something to celebrate the, the black working class family and, and laugh and, but make it real because families are messy. So we want it to be messy. And so, uh, messy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's messy. messy, so we want it to be messy, messy. And, and authentic. and Because that's how most Americans are living right now. All right, when we come back, we have more with Wanda Sykes
3: and Mike Epps there on the new Netflix series, The Upshores Don't Move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, morning everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Wanda Sykes and Mike Epps. Yee.
4: Now, you do have like a, explain this extra baby, the bonus child. That's on the episode. It was a break or something that you took or like, how did this come about? I want to hear this part of the story.
10: Well, I mean, well, you know, (laughs) this is what made the show so good is that black people have a perception of who's the perfect black person for white people. I'm one of the guys that I represent all the brothers who are not perfect, who don't act perfect. Mm -hmm. We who we are. And we got kids and we got we got felonies, we got problems. That's, That's right. Really a big percentage of us in the community. That's right. So to do a show like this and for me and Wanda and Kim to represent these characters, this is a breakthrough in show business.
2: There's no such thing as a perfect human, and I don't know why people act like that. I hate when people say that. Uh, um, my unproblematic fave ain't no such goddamn thing. <laughs> not 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 no, nobody. Not Martin Luther King Jr. You can't find a perfect black person, and if you do, you they lying.
4: Right. That's right. But but what I do appreciate about the show is that, like you said, nothing is perfect, but you work through things, right? And I think that can help people because so many people are in the situation where they're like, okay, he has a baby mother, I don't necessarily like her, but we do have to figure out how do we get along for the sake of our family and for the kids. And that is something that people really struggle with.
10: Right. And
4: that's what this show
10: is that, you know, and that's why I went to... Wanda. I could have went to a million other comedians but I went to Wanda because I knew that she could take it and dish it
5: right. at
10: the same time. <laughs> That's what I think made this show great is because we had veteran Kim Fields there who's been mm-hmm. doing TV forever. Tootie! Instead, you know, anchoring this show and then to get Wanda and me, we We got Paige Kennedy who's a beast on there Michael Estamade uh, uh, uh Gabrielle Dennis, we got some oh, great man.
5: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Y'all Kim
10: Fields mixed... is killing it. I'm telling
6: you. Uh if, if she doesn't get the Emmy, I, I you know, that's that's how good she is on this show.
10: Oh wow. yeah, she deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Well overdue. Judy's
6: Tootie, a grown ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> let,
2: let me ask you a question, Wanda. Is comedy still fun?
6: It's it is now. It is now. Really? Um, I'm, like Mike is already back out. I can't I can't wait to get out there. You know, I haven't been on stage in uh, over a year and a half. So uh, but it is now. But at one point, nah, it, it wasn't funny. Uh I I didn't find anything funny and I was <laughs> in a place where I, I didn't think I, I was I didn't want to go out and do not that I could, but I didn't even want to do the Zoom stuff. Because I didn't, I was in a place where I was like, I, "No, I, I ain't making nobody laugh. Y'all don't deserve to laugh right now." <laughs> right. You know, I was, I was, I put everybody on punishment. I was like, "No, I, ain't, I." Ain't doing <laughs> you know, just, I was so into everything, you know. <laughs> but uh,
3: what got you back to that place where I, things were funny again?
6: Definitely when I when I started started writing on, on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was it was cathartic. It really was, and you know, just working through stuff and. And then the the election, St- Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean e- everything, you know. Kamala, <laughs> I mean, it, it just made it. it, it I, I saw light. I saw. I was like, okay, so this country isn't as, you know. It, it, there's some hope, you know.
2: But I, I'm talking right. about we have Billy Crystal on, and Billy Crystal said comedy, doing comedy nowadays is like walking through. A field of landmines. You know what I'm saying? Because anything you say can and will be used against you. Is it? Is it still fun in that aspect where you got to watch what you it say? It all
10: depends, Charlemagne. Because mm-hmm. it's because I'm out there every weekend saying every and every and anything and the craziest stuff, and ain't nobody gonna say nothing to me.
6: I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I don't feel like I'm handcuffed or. You know, because yeah. like maybe because we aren't, you know, when we say something, we speak in truth and it's, mm-hmm. it's coming from a place of, you know,
10: uh, yeah. and we comedians.
6: Yeah, that, that too. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, if, I guess if, if, if I were a white guy and, and now, you know, we got some heat on us and, and. People are saying, "Oh, you can't say this, can't say that anymore." You're like, "Well, but I'm a white guy. I'm, I'm supposed to say anything I want to say."
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are
6: people telling me this isn't right? I'm I'm a white guy. Come on. But mm-hmm. so we, yeah. I don't know. I I never. I don't feel like that. I don't. I don't. Nah. I, I'm I'm gonna say what I want to say.
4: Let me ask you this. I've heard a lot of comedians say they got a little rusty because obviously it was a different time during the pandemic. People weren't on stage. I know, you know, obviously that's how you guys work things out. So how was that for you, like, getting back to work and getting back on stage? I know, Mike, you've been doing some live shows, right?
10: I put together a comedy tour called the Real Life Comedy Tour, and I got Country Wayne, D.C. Young Fly, Carlos Miller, uh... uh Lavelle Crawford, I, I put I put together a tour during the pandemic. I'm the only one out right now doing arenas, but we do two shows uh, uh, in the equals of one show, and and the way we doing it, we got people spotted in the arena. We doing in the only in the circle, so ain't nobody close to nobody. Gotcha. You. But you know, it they are black shows, so of course. There has been some fights in, up in the stands because people was arguing over seats. So I'm like, all these empty seats, and the guy over here arguing with another dude. <laughs> now, now we've also seen that video of
3: you. Uh, they call it karma when you when you invited the lady on stage, uh, and then you and then you you uh, slapped <laughs> on the ass. Hey, and I was so
2: you- scared for you, Mike. I said, well, Mike, out here acting like it's the '90s and it's freak nick. I said, Mike, what the hell is Mike doing slapping ass in
10: 2021? Hey, you know what, brother? Envy, I know you a cop, and Charlemagne, you need <laughs> and you need to stop asking cop questions. Both of y'all are police, and first of all, let me tell both of you cops, let me tell both of you cops something right now, on, live on the air. My fans and, and 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 whatever I do in a comedy show is in the comedy show. Uh, I fail. You know what I'm saying? But like I always do, I got right back up.
5: You know what I'm saying?
10: That's right. You know what I mean? All uh, uh, but it's all, in, it's all in fun, man. And like like I said, the people that come to my show are the people that's watching this show and watching and Ben's watching this show over and over. And also Wanda's fans. And that's why I think the show was so good because she brought an audience that was mm-hmm. not really hip to, my, to me. And I brought an audience... They know Wanda, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My audience is straight up uh, PPP money and and scam (laughs) and ghetto and all that. You know what I mean? And Wanda,
5: you didn't. I was uh, was worried
6: about. I was worried. When you slapped
10: ass, I was like, oh boy, when Mike gets home. Okay, if you rewind rewind (laughs) the tape and you look at the girl, check this out. (laughs) <laughs> what
2: <laughs> I ain't even gonna ask <laughs> you what you you're saying. Mike. <laughs> Don't uh. you do- I'm not even gonna ask you to expound on that.
3: <laughs> All right, when we come back, we have more with Wanda Sykes and Mike Epps. They're on the new Netflix series, The Upshores Don't Move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Wanda Sykes and Mike Epps. Charlemagne.
2: So you an EP on this show too, right?
6: Yeah, EP and uh and uh co creator with Regina Hicks. How,
2: how how is the approach different when you the EP and co-creator and you starring it? How is your approach to the to the role different?
6: Um, well, you know, I've I've been in this position before. So it was uh, you know, I'm I'm in the writer's room and uh, you know, getting the scripts together and everything. And then when I'm but when I'm on stage and performing, I I, I try to, you know, I, I turn that other part off so we can you know so i can make the make the performance but when um when i'm not in the scene then i get back behind the monitors and you know and, and watch everything
5: mm. but
6: um it was cool working with mike because you know like encourage him to like hey man if this this how would you say this if this doesn't sound right to you or you know mike you got a better joke for this so it was it was just um real cool very collaborative.
4: It looks like y'all probably had a lot of fun on set too, working together. Like that looked like a fun.
10: It was fun. It was fun showing up every morning with Wanda and Kim and Paige and I mean it was it was almost like summer school. You remember how fun summer school used to be? No, no, I don't. I do. That was not fun. I mean, you don't have to go all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just did for a couple hours.
2: I hated being there, but I get what you're saying. It was fun.
10: <laughs>
2: I had to go for seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade, three years in a row with my dumb ass. Wow.
10: summer school.
2: <laughs> do you?
10: Going
3: back out on the road, you know, cancel culture, is it seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse. Do you guys have to edit jokes to make sure you're not offending somebody now, or is it like, after who cares? I
10: mean, everybody knows who I am. So people, you can't come to my show and expect nothing different than what I'm going to say and do. You know what I mean? Just like you said, what I did when I fell and hit the girl on the butt or whatever the situation is. Everybody that come to my show know what it is. They coming to my show because guess what? Mike Epps is a fool. He ain't no teller. I mean, I've been having fun on the show, man. I ride a bike to the stage, get off. I might bring somebody's auntie on the stage. Like Mother's Day, I was bringing bringing some of the mothers on the the stage, and we was dancing with Keep Sweat On. You know what I mean? It's, It's a party. It's fun. We off the block. We straight off. We ain't no, 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 we, we having a good time. Ain't no rules or regulations. Ain't that? that's what I'm saying about the show and, and the character that I portray. But Benny Upshaw is, I come to represent all the brothers who don't have no restrictions. They got felonies, baby mamas. The police don't like them. The police want to kill them. Uh, I mean, I'm representing all of that through this character, Benny Upshaw.
2: So you see a lot of yourself in the character of Benny Upshaw.
4: All day. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you drive your wife crazy. <laughs> hey, guess what? I
10: think everybody <laughs> drives their wife crazy, but at least I ain't transparent. I'm, you know, I mean,
4: i I'm I'm, I'm I'm right <laughs>
10: out front with mine. so how was the
4: how was the pandemic because wanda talked about feeling like sometimes she just needed a break like uh how was it for you guys
10: well you know we we went through the same regular uh uh motions that a relationship go through you know every day you ain't gonna wake up happy with each other and smiling and giggling but i got a bunch of kids and they always brighten it up. They came over and we made I taught my kids how to make slams and little prison snacks and they <laughs> was enjoying it. What and is one sl- of my daughters actually liked it. I'm like, you're not supposed to like this right here. I made her a slam. Man, it looked like a it looked like a casserole when I got done what with it, sweater, man. Ryan? What'd you What's put in slam? it? What'd you put in it? A slam is a is a is a penitentiary meal, a, a, a meal you make in jail or prison, and you can make it out of ramen noodles, and you can you can slice the little uh, the little chicken sausages in it, mm-hmm. and you can put a little tuna on it. You can do all kinds of. The, the, the brothers know what I'm talking about. Wanda,
2: as the creator and EP, how important was it for you to show a, a untraditional family on TV? That, that was
6: that was the whole basis of the show, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean this family is how most Americans are, are living. So I it was important to keep it authentic. So it that was that was the like I said, the crest of the
10: show. Hold up now, and I'm an EP too now. Uh,
0: yeah, and
4: why
10: are you uh, and creator? No, nah, I didn't I didn't get the creator, you know. <laughs> I let Wanda you know what, this is the thing about that. Wanda and Regina <laughs> are they they such great leaders that I like my position with them. I took the uh, uh, EP position and then they give me a chance to let, they let me do what I want to do. And then they Mm -hmm. had, they write it. They they wrote, they wrote this script so well that every character that came in and played, it it was like putting on a shoe that just fits your foot.
0: Yeah.
2: No, I I love, I love seeing people say that they like the show because, you know, I like seeing black people, in the driver's seat of these shows, but sometimes I wonder if we care more about diversity and wokeness than we do about something actually being good.
10: Man, say
6: that again. I know, right? You're absolutely right. And we were on the, the most important thing for us was to be funny. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I, I, I got Mike Epps and, and, and myself, and there's no way in the world we could put something out it not be funny we would they would they would just clown us and so i um we definitely wanted to make it funny but we we definitely had to like you say i i I, we told netflix it's a a family about a a black family and they're not gonna just have white neighbors because that's you know for diversity sake or you know it's because a lot of networks they do that and Mm -hmm. netflix was really Good about that. They were like, "Look, do the show that y'all want to do," and, th- and they never gave us, you know, notes like that. So,
2: well, listen, man, I hate Zoom interviews. I wish that y'all could be in
10: studio right now.
4: Yeah, me too. But we appreciate. We're gonna make it happen, though. Thank, man, you, thank
10: y'all for supporting us and having us home. Man, That's thank true. all the fans. Me and Wanda and the whole crew. We want to thank the fans because without the fans we wouldn't have been number one on Netflix, so thank you guys. That's right. and Mike, That's oh, 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 Mike, y'all got Meet the Blacks 2 coming out again, too, right? We got Meet the Blacks 2 uh, uh, starring me and Cat Williams, a Deion mm-hmm. Taylor film, uh, June the 11th. Make sure y'all check it out. Lil Duval, Snoop Dogg, we got the whole crew together.
2: There you go. This is
10: our second one we did. That's
2: there why it's right? called Meet the Blacks 2, Mike. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <a smart> <laughs> well,
3: thank you so much for checking in Mike Epps, we appreciate you Also Mike Epps, I want to say thank you. you Know When the Breakfast Club first started You were one of the comedians that came on And you rocked with us when a lot of people did not You remember, we just seen a skit that you did I think it was like our first skit, you remember that skit? When you yeah. knocked out the girl's hands.
10: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah Hey, not only that, Mike used to Mike used to have me host his um his, I don't know if that was Easter Sunday. It was a show you used to do at the garden every year for about three, four years. And Mike used to oh, always yeah. have me host it, man. I appreciate yeah, that's that.
4: That's a tough crowd. That's a tough crowd to host in front of when you're not a comedian. Yeah, that not for me.
2: All I had to do was say, come into the stage.
4: <laughs> Y'all ready for Mike Epps? Make some noise. That love for the Breakfast Club, man. Love. That's
10: breakfast love,
6: love, baby. I, I'm just honored. I finally made it here, man. No, Thank you got to come to the studio, Wanda. We need no, you in the studio. We
4: are- we are honored, and I will be so excited for you to come up in person.
6: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: All right. Thank you.
6: All right, we love y'all. Love. I love y'all. Sex morning, love. everybody. It's DJ
3: Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning. I want to shout out on my cousin. Her name is uh, Tiani Amat. She was just named superintendent of Cincinnati Public Schools. So Amazing! Drop a bomb for
2: her. Drop a clue cool bomb for her. I love to see diversity in those spaces. Uh, salute to that beautiful Dominican woman.
3: Uh, no, she's uh, actually good. a black queen. Uh, originally from Brooklyn, so shout and congratulations to her. And I hope she does her damn thing out there. So shout out to everybody in Cincinnati. Now let's Brooklyn,
4: get to Brooklyn, the place where stars are born.
3: Yep. Let's get to the rumors. Let's
0: talk J Cole.
4: It's
0: about time what's going on yeah. rumor, report, rumor report this is the rumor report with angela yee on the breakfast club
4: well j cole addressed the alleged physical altercation with diddy on his uh off-season album let go my hand on that song and it was at mtv vma's after party remember everybody was talking about there was an altercation and it was because kendrick was there Top Dog was there, Jay-Z, Beyonce. People were saying that J. Cole was trying to defend Kendrick. Well, Eve, J. Cole's manager, was on the Say Less podcast, and he talks about what happened that night, and he gives a little bit of clarity.
1: It was definitely not like
7: he was defending Kendrick.
1: It wasn't like, don't talk to Kendrick like that.
3: (laughs) Kendrick was there, Top was there, Uh. Jay was there, Beyonce was there, me and Cole, grown men. Got, a little, got a little alcohol. All I remember is me and Jay looking at each other like, oh, these is about to fight. Back. <laughs> the
5: okay. funny part, though, Either. you want to
1: know the funny part, is that was a VMA party. Everyone was there. I remember Angela Yee was like literally at the table. I yeah. f- with Yee, but she got rumor reports yeah. sh-
5: walking
1: out of there. I'm like, oh, this is about to be bad. Yeah.
2: You well, was d- dead. Do tell and Angela you
4: didn't Yee. It. I just want to say, do tell. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You're a liar.
2: I, you can talk about it now.
4: But I do want to say one thing. When I'm out, I make sure that if I see anything that's not like public, I don't ever talk about it.
2: That's bull crap. You, didn't you know can that talk happened. about you it now. About that he one. just you threw you to alley to talk about it. Yeah, he just threw you to alley to talk it. about it. <laughs> he doesn't remember. He don't know what happened. Who won? <laughs> Who won the fight? And I'm, why? You would... know how
4: many things I see that I never ever mention because I feel like I don't want people to be like I don't want Angela around. She run her mouth.
2: Do you remember that though? No. Why would J. Cole <laughs> need to defend Kendrick with all the Top Dog there? Well, Top Dog with was there of at least. all
4: Top Dog, yes. All of him was there. <laughs> oh I mean, you mean right. defend Kendrick. Just, the Top, I mean, was Top was is a big guy, but he was there. It's hey, like,
3: if you were there, why didn't you defend J. Cole? I mean, uh, Kendrick. I
4: don't think he needs why? me to defend him.
3: You don't even remember being there.
4: Yeah, he didn't even... Listen, No, I mind my business. <laughs> There's a fight going... I'm not, I'm not the one. I don't even pull out my phone. You I don't there? record things. Was no. you there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember?
4: No. All right. So anything that happens in front of me, you guys can all feel comfortable that it stays there, because I don't know, and I n- never remember anything. All right. Now let's talk about the view. Goodness. It got a little heated on that show, right, as as it does many times. And Meghan McCain did have a clash with Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Bayard. Here is what happened.
9: This is how people get red-pilled. They're red-pilled when they see the blatant bias in the media. It's because the media doesn't want the squad to look bad. They just want Marjorie Taylor to look bad. Ugh. Anti-Semitism is a huge <laughs> problem everywhere in this country. When you talk about Holocaust survivors, yes, it is. My producer yes.
5: who produces me yes. every day, it, grandparents it. We're going to break, and, and when we come back, you can continue
6: Why talking, but now off? we're going to break, so we'll be right back. I'm cutting you off because we have to go, <laughs>
4: Megan. <laughs> That's how I be doing, y'all. I up know, here. I love it. Because cool y'all bombs. will keep talking, and just for people listening, another thing: we have commercials that have to play at a certain time. Songs have to play. Y'all will continue to flirt back and forth while we mm-hmm. gotta go ahead and do what we gotta Why, do. It's like pay- flirt?
2: It's live. I don't mind it. I don't mind Whoopi and Megan snapping at each other like that because you gotta keep the show going, baby. It's a live right. show. She's
4: trying to keep it on track. Relax, lady. We come back. You can discuss oh, well, what you got to discuss.
2: <laughs> it's not the same. It's
3: passion.
4: Okay. All right, ladies. Now, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee.
2: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. <laughs> yes, sir. Who are you giving that donk too? Let's talk about mistakes, why don't we? We got to go to Austria for this one, okay? Uh, Fried Stat Clinic needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them, okay? All right. We'll get into that
0: next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
4: Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey, Donkey,
6: donkey, donkey
0: It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the hero. Uh, Did
1: she get Donkey of the Day? Please tell Absolutely. Me? I have become Donkey of the Day.
2: At the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, Donkey today for Tuesday, May 25th, goes to the Freistat Clinic, okay? The Freistat Clinic is a hospital in Austria. And listen, let's be clear. Nobody likes going to the hospital There is not a soul alive who wants to be in the hospital. If you're in the hospital for anything other than having a baby, that means something is wrong. Okay, we would all rather remain healthy, not have to have surgeries, etc. But that's just not reality. The reality is we all have ailments, we have medical conditions, just like this 82-year-old man in Austria did, okay? See, there was an 82-year-old patient suffering from many illnesses, uh, some of which have affected his legs. And those medical conditions affected uh, both his legs, In fact, whatever was happening with uh, one of his legs caused him to have to get one of his legs amputated, just like Big Mama in the movie Soul Food. Okay, that should be a pretty cut and dry procedure. Correct. Sidebar, speaking of dry, as in dry aged meat, I've always wondered, what do they do with body parts after they do these amputations? You can't just throw a limb in the trash can, can you? In my mind, they selling this human flesh as food somewhere. Somebody in the world right now dining on some 82-year-old dry-aged human flesh, okay? Who needs the aged beef when you can just eat an old human? If these body parts aren't being eaten, please tell me what's happening with them because inquiring minds, meaning me, would like to know. Now, as I told you, this 82-year-old suffered from a bunch of medical conditions, so doctors had to amputate his left leg. But in life, you must learn to measure twice so you only have to cut once, literally especially if a surgery is involved. See, this guy had to get his left leg amputated. We all know where our left is, correct? Mm -hmm. That's where Beyonce told us to go. And you know where the right is, right? Mm -hmm. That's where conservatives are. So he needed his left leg amputated. But an error occurred. Mm -hmm. See, the hospital worker mistakenly put a preoperative mark on the wrong leg. So doctors were supposed to amputate the left leg above the knee and ended up cutting off the right leg above the knee. My leg! The right leg was the wrong leg, okay? Mm-hmm. Alright, the right leg instead of the left leg was amputated above the knee. This is not a my badge situation.
3: <sighs> my goodness.
2: I came here to get my left leg removed because I had a medical condition and end up getting the right leg removed only to still have to come back and get the correct one amputated? Oh, no, Freistad Clinic, okay, you know, y'all getting sued. Y'all don't have a leg to stand on in this situation. They are wrong and have omitted such an a statement. A disastrous combination of circumstances uh, led to the patient's right leg being amputated instead of his left. That is an omission of guilt. I mean, damn, I'm 82. I can do one leg for the rest of my life. I mean, damn, at that age, I got one foot in the grave anyway, but now I have nothing. This is sad. Okay, I can't stand human error that ruins someone else's life. Okay, it's really hard to just stand by and watch something like this happen. I just don't know what to do. All I know is we can't stand for this, and neither can that 82-year-old man or his family. The clinic's medical uh, director, Norbert Frisch, said, we have to find out how this failure, this mistake, could happen. I would like to apologize publicly here. Well, Norbert, okay? Okay. From where I stand, the clinic should be reviewing its standards, okay? Poor guy. You don't know what he wanted to do with the rest of his life. What if he wanted to try stand-up comedy, huh? Now what? When things like this happen, the hospital should be financially responsible to the family for the next few generations, okay? Free medical bills covered for all the family. The clinic does not have a leg up in this situation at all. They are wrong, period, and they need to be some stand-up people and do the right thing by this 82-year-old man and his family. Please let Remy Ma give the Freistad Clinic in Austria the biggest hee haw.
9: Hee haw, hee haw! You stupid motherfucker! Are you dumb? Do
2: they have enough money to pay this family? No. No. I'm no way you, in hell.
4: Legs are priceless.
2: I'm telling you,
3: no way in hell. They say
2: it costs an arm and a leg, but there's no really no there's no price for a real leg. Come on, man.
3: <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, your partner's joining us, right, Ye?
4: Yes, Mikey Moran. He's my partner in private label extensions, but he knows everything there is to know about the hair business, and I know a lot of women who are uh, and men who are starting their own hair companies can get some great advice from him. And also just entrepreneurs. You know, it's been um, a journey for me starting this store in Detroit, and that's my partner. He's got other locations as well, so he'll talk about his start, some of his failures, and how we got to where we are now.
3: All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast
0: Club.
4: Everybody, it's DJ Envy,
3: Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest joining us this morning goes by the name of Mikey Moran. Did I say that right? Yeah, perfect. Welcome, welcome. Author of Fearless Beauty, also an entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Private Label Extensions. I needed extensions, but I don't need them anymore. It's a little too low. So, <laughs> so talk about your business a little bit. What is Private Label Extensions and, and how did you get started?
4: Yeah, and so- hold on, before you even do that, you know we're partners in Private Label in Detroit. I was gonna let him say that. I was gonna let him announce you it. talk about the You made it seem like, like it's just Mikey. Can he start this the guy? company? Can he
3: start his thing first and then say how he got in touch with you and how y'all that's kept important? He it is
4: really a special guest. Okay, oh. Mikey, now start. Goodness
11: yeah. gracious, she,
3: she just wants Ooh. all the shine. Oh how do you
11: yeah. work with her? She, like, she, I she had shouldn't be bossy. She had a little bit too much of that uh, Brooklyn roasting coffee this morning. <laughs> I think she's fired so up. It's bossy, kicking in. Work with her. Yeah. Oh no. I working with working with Angela's, it's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. But, but uh, yeah, it
4: backfired on you, Envy. It did. <laughs> no, so yeah,
11: let's talk getting, about private label extensions. How did you create that? Why and
3: and then how did you hook up with Angela Yee?
11: Yeah, so we started uh, with the idea back in 2013, and um, it was something where we thought we were just going to be online. We saw a. Uh, big market there my business partner his girlfriend introduced us to hair extensions So we're and- you
3: dating a girl that was like hey you needed some hair extensions Or you're hating a girl that was like yeah, look your hair is a little thin like how did you get into hair extensions? Like what it was, was it something that you was you know that you've seen like, you know It's one of those things that I wouldn't be like hey hair extensions. This seems nice
11: Yeah, especially when you look at me you probably wouldn't think that either
3: Yeah, cuz it, it looked
11: like you got a baldy. Yeah, no, so it was just one of those things that um, It was it was interesting because there was there was I felt like people were paying way too much for extensions. Like I was looking at the market back in 2013 mm-hmm. and people just paid way too much. So we wanted to do something to have a high quality product, make it affordable, mm-hmm. um, but then also give people an opportunity, opportunity to get into the business. Uh, so we started with something uh, in 2014 that was more of like an affiliate system. Uh, And then we made a pivot in 2016 where we really focused on building businesses uh, for other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that continued to grow with a bunch of different services to make it easier for them from branding, drop shipping, uh, wholesale supply, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much A to Z, one-stop shop. And uh, it's worked out phenomenal. I mean, we've created in the last few years some very successful entrepreneurs. We're the back end of a lot of celebrity brands. That's all private label. We don't really talk about it. Um, who those people are? I'm sure you know who they are, yeah. um, and it's um, it's just been it's been phenomenal.
4: Now I want to before we even get into that, right? Mikey is a serial entrepreneur, and before he's built this successful business with private label, you've had other businesses that actually haven't worked out the way that you expected.
5: Ooh, as a yeah. matter of
4: fact, so let's talk about that because you actually had a food company, a curry, a Thai curry food company.
11: Yeah, Thai curry. Yeah, I, and once again, you look at me what and you're like, you Thai curry? <laughs> yeah, exactly." He's an
4: entrepreneur. Yeah, just...
11: it was one of the. I was working in a restaurant, a Thai restaurant, and <laughs> everyone was complaining about being able to cook Thai food at home. And I was like, "What's going on with this?" And I said, "This is maybe a big opportunity." So I worked with uh, some manufacturers in Thailand. Uh, right outside of Bangkok in a city called Chonburi, where they do a lot of food manufacturing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we created the first packaged Thai curry sauce ever to be sold in America. Mm -hmm. And this was back in 2006. And man, I thought I was like, I thought I hit a home run here. (laughs) You know, I was like, you know, I was balling up for on a budget, but still like, I thought I was just like the coolest guy ever with this because I'm in like uh, all the newspapers and media cooking on TV. I'm in Whole Foods and all this stuff. And then like, 2009, 2010 hit, and I think a lot of us went through a lot there. And when I tell you I got wiped out, like, negative bank account, you know, Had credit's gone, money from
5: mama. barring
11: <laughs> money from my mom and grandmother, you know, like, and that's when I'm in my early 30s, and you don't want to call your grandmother in your 30s and be like, hey, grandma, can I borrow some money? Like, it was it was rough.
3: So how did you get the money to, to create that company? Like, what, was it loans, or was it borrowing? Was it, you know, crowdfunding, or
11: I had actually been working like absolutely crazy for the previous 7 8 years just trying to save every dollar I could. I basically was just bartending and working in restaurants while trying to find that big idea. I didn't want to get into corporate America which I love I love that
3: because most people would automatically assume it's privilege, you know, when when people work hard and you save and you say you know what I took that extra shift. I did that extra hour. Maybe I didn't go to the club, maybe I didn't buy that car and I saved to, for my idea, I mean, it wasn't a great idea because it didn't work. But you
11: did what you had to do, and I, and I loved that. Yeah. Just because it
4: didn't work doesn't mean it wasn't a great idea. That's, that is Let's true too. Yeah. It
3: didn't pop like it should
11: have. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't a I wasn't the entrepreneur that I am today. I hadn't gone through all the failure, and I hadn't you know gone through those hardships of like I remember one point I actually thought about it. I didn't put it in the book. Was you know there was a point I literally was so stressed out about finances when everything just went down that I didn't sleep for almost three days straight. And um, so when I started doing a couple other businesses and when I got into hair, I said, this is it. I'm not making these mistakes. You know, I'm, I'm a different person now, a different entrepreneur. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize that when you fail in business, that's a stepping stone towards success. Correct. Right? Because most people don't talk about their failures, but every entrepreneur that's been in here, or you, you know, they've, they've definitely failed at a lot of things. And I usually say, hurry up and fail and get it out of the way mm-hmm. and learn from it. That's a great experience. And then, then you can start yeah, doing something more successful. I, I thought I, was I
4: remember bit, you had that car wash, yeah, and then Hurricane Sandy hit. I,
3: Hurricane Sandy hit, and then not only that, one of my employees pulled the vacuum off, and then the vacuum fell off and hit somebody's car. And then I had oh, it was it was all bad, man. Never, <laughs> ne- it was it was bad.
4: Now let me ask you this: You talk about this in your book, Fearless Beauty, and do you expect your friends to help you when you start a business? And should you expect them to help you and buy your product?
11: Definitely not. Do not start a business because you think your friends are going to support you. It's just, it's not going to happen. Once your brand becomes popular, if you can get it there, then all of a sudden everyone wants to be your best friend. Everyone wants to buy from you. But when you first start off friends and family, I don't know what it is. You know, we talk about it in my start a hair business Facebook group all the time. I have 37,000 entrepreneurs in the hair industry. It's the largest group on Facebook that I've posted in every single day for eight years straight, multiple times a day. And we talk about these topics all the time and, you know, people get in there and they get frustrated and they're just like, oh, you know, I started this and my friends wear hair and they're not buying it. And my family's not wearing hair. They're not buying it. And I said, look, and then everyone kind of knows this is like this is common. It's not just in the hair industry, but many industries. It's very hard to get family and friends support. I just don't think because most of them have never been an entrepreneur that they don't know the struggle of entrepreneurship and how difficult it is. So they really don't understand at like the level that we understand as business owners, mm-hmm. we understand how difficult it is and just that little bit of support can go a long way. So, you know, I think it's real important to be able to support your friends and family, but it's just it's so hard to get. All right, we have more with Mikey Moran. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
3: morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest still hanging out with us. This is Angela Yee's partner when it comes to her hair business, Mikey Moran. He also has a best-selling book. Yee?
4: Now, Mikey, they, you were talking about um, entry into this business, right? And it has been difficult, even though black women are the ones who are buying these products, for us to actually own these stores and have this direct pipeline to get the hair. So can you discuss that?
11: Yeah, you know, what's made us successful is the supply side in building the relationships. There's times where, you know, pretty much every day, I'm up at two, three o'clock in the morning working with overseas, my my manufacturing partnerships that I have um, because I'm fighting tooth and nail for every penny because it's gonna end up being, if we pay more, our clients are gonna pay more. So we wanna have access to the best products and everything else for our clients. And I think it's so important uh, for them to get access because it's it's not easy, especially with the pandemic for the last year. It's been it's been really crazy with a lot of the products. Um so that's why it's it's been really important for us to focus on making our clients great with great supply education I think is something that is absolutely crucial in our business. How did business. you get
4: these connections though? Like for somebody that's like, okay, I want to do this too. And I know you have your Facebook group of 37,000 uh, entrepreneurs in the hair business or people wanting to be in the hair business. But how does a person, like how did you get connected?
11: You know, as we started getting bigger, so like as we get more clients, our buying power gets bigger. More people find out about us overseas. And we're really focused on working direct with real manufacturers. So in the hair industry, you know, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of people that say they're manufacturers overline. Just because you live in China and you're a China-based business doesn't mean you're the actual manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Most of those people are buying from the manufacturers and they're more of like a marketing company. So what I do is I go overseas and you know, I've met people where they're like, Oh, I'm the manufacturer. I said, Okay, cool. I'm gonna actually be in your city, I'm gonna be in Guangzhou, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'll be in, in Qingdao. Your province. <laughs> I'm gonna be there mm-hmm. and we're gonna go take a look. And actually I can tell you guys a crazy story. One time, I knew these guys. I wasn't sure. I was doing business with them, and they said they're manufacturer. They seem legit. And I actually went to the countryside of China. Not a comfortable place as as an American or just really anyone, to be honest. This is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm eating bugs and other stuff for lunch with them, and it's just it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and I swear they had their sign-up, and I think it was they were not the manufacturer. And depending on what guests they're bringing maybe from another country, someone like myself, they changed the sign-out at the place I think it was like this fake kind of man. I'm um, kind of like a fake manufacturer kind of deal and just they have their own relationships but we're out of that now I mean our, our relationships are you know yeah, amazing that,
3: that's the toughest thing like um, even with uh so we do clothes uh, you know we do merch at the car shows or the merch wherever we go but trying to get that connection to get it is almost impossible right because you're speaking to somebody you don't speak the language like uh, there was one guy from India that was uh, giving me great prices and um, thank God, my physician's assistant is Indian. So I just asked. I was like, hey, can you speak to them for me, please? And she was like, yeah, pretty much envy. They were a scam. They were going to get you. Uh, they were, but you don't yeah. know because Imagine
4: you... how many people get scammed. All Absolutely, the
3: time. because you don't know. It's a language barrier. You're dealing through emails. You think you get a close, and then the clothes you get is cheap. And, you know, so thank God, you know, but you have to ask, and you can't be afraid to ask. That's what I realized. Sometimes I have too much pride. But uh, now I just like, nah. I just ask. Like, even if I have a problem with something, I'm like, ye, yeah, can you guide me here? Or you know, it, it just you just know need to know people that know, and it's it's not a problem to ask. I ask all the time. There's a lot of things that
11: I don't know. Well, if you're still looking for that manufacturer of clothing, uh, make sure ye gets me in contact. Uh-huh. I have the guy. See? That's why I said you I'm <laughs> talking like you have to ask. I'm Mikey talking like the when it comes to guy this. for this. <laughs> so like, Mikey. you will just be well Mikey. taken care <laughs> of for this. Like thousand percent. Now, thousand being in percent. a
4: relationship, Mikey, how is that for you when it comes to you? You work 24-7. How many private label stores, like actual brick-and-mortar locations are there?
11: The fifth one's about to open up in Lithonia, Georgia. All right,
4: so five stores, and then obviously you have the online sales e-commerce business. But then you also have another business, like you said, where you private label for you know, other people who have their own hairlines. So a lot of times you're buying a celebrity's hairline, right? Like, say, let's say DJ Envy has his own line of uh, lace front beards. And so you are you think you're getting it from Envy, I but then you are. Let's
3: do pubic
11: braids. Pubic.
4: But um, Envy's really getting it from private label. And then you're over there packaging the products, right? And shipping it out. Is right. that how it works? Sure. Mm-hmm.
11: Yeah, it, it, it works out great for people because a lot of times, you know, for celebrities, they don't have the back end... To To do all this, you know, to manage the supply, the inventory, we're talking very expensive products here, you know, so to handle all that is, it's something, so we've actually created, we've been always tailoring it, like anything, I'm always looking for that 1%, and anyone, in anyone's business, there's thousands of 1% changes you can make to improve your business, which is so important. So I focus on that 1%, and I think we've gotten to a place where we've even created a better package where it's kind of they can come in and we kind of do everything, kind of like how a lot of celebrities with the makeup brands and stuff is very popular. Right. Yeah, so we, we've like kind of perfected Like my lashes that.
4: right now, which are, by the way, private label extension <laughs> lashes. But you do lashes for people, too. Yeah, can...
11: sure. And we're getting into the cosmetic side, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that kind of just, it all fits.
4: Let's talk about how we met.
11: Yeah, so we met um, a couple years ago, and... Um, it was great because Angela did our radio ads
4: and Mikey offered me help on other things he was like and you know because he's really big and this is so important too when it comes to e-commerce and targeted ads online and making sure that you do that because a lot of people don't do that also mm-hmm. when it comes to whatever it is their product or their store location and so he was offering me help with other products that I had gotcha. that I was doing
11: yeah it's, when you find great people you know if you can if you're at the point where you can give a little time it's it's good to do it so then we went to your podcast You know, we went to lip service when they were in Atlanta and then we met and then we actually (laughs) hung out and she drinks tequila. I drink tequila. So I said, wait, this great person. And I actually just threw it out there. I said, have you ever thought of opening, you know, getting into the beauty space? And she goes, I haven't really, but I would love to. Mm -hmm. And we stayed in contact for uh, probably over a year, year and a half.
4: And I said, if you want to do something in Detroit, I'll be down for that.
11: And I text Angela on like, it was like a Tuesday, you know, last year. And I said, hey, Angela, I would love for you to come down. I'll show you my sales. I'm I'm, like going to show you the stuff. It's not just... I'm going to send you something and it can right, be right, like right. photoshopped. I'll show you the real deal. She texts me back. Okay, give me a second. And then like 30 minutes later, she texts me back. She's like, I'll be there Friday. And I was like, oh, Angela, <laughs> oh, so serious, she serious. She wasn't coming to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
4: wasn't during Was this during no, Oh, yeah. Yeah, handed, yeah. Handed. So yeah. She
11: was serious. And she came down. She saw the numbers. I said, look, let's do something in Detroit. And, you know, our Detroit store is, it's, it's like walking into a Gucci. I mean, it's. Beautiful, oh, beautiful store. Chandeliers in the bathroom, I'm sure. <laughs>
4: yeah, no, it's, <laughs> he it's knows because we have a juice bar together, and I have chandeliers oh, in the yeah. bathroom. Oh yeah, oh she loves chandeliers.
5: Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, we yeah. had a whole
4: chandelier discussion. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I knew it. It has been amazing, and I do appreciate the guidance that Mikey's giving me, and so many other entrepreneurs too that want to be in this space. He's not hoarding the information. That's why fearless Beauty is an important book for people to read because he has everything in that book that you need to know to start a beauty business.
11: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I didn't hold anything back, like my failures. I talk about it being absolutely broke, horrible credit score, you know, everything. It's like a lot of people are in that position, especially right now coming in, you know, going through the pandemic. But um, there Actionable is hope.
4: steps you can take to have yeah, a successful yeah, there's, business.
11: Yeah, definitely, it's definitely there. And, I, you know, the reviews and everything for the book have been fantastic because they feel like I can really connect with them. That it's not just, oh, somebody gave me like millions of dollars and stuff. We still have to this day haven't. You know, got any funding? You talk about the the nice car. Like just last year, I finally got a car. I drove my same fourteen year old box Scion because I was like, the business always comes first, and like those kind of things I talk about in the book. Where, you know, don't get sucked into the Instagram highlight reel when you're a small business. If you have the funds, okay, cool. Or if it's for your image, okay, I get it. But for most entrepreneurs, look, it's it's not going to help you
3: all, all right. right well we appreciate you for joining us Fairless Moran, beauty. thank you
11: fearless beauty pick it up
3: right now and mm-hmm. thanks for joining
11: us yeah thank you so much guys
3: all right now i need some hair so you know hook me up we yes, got gotcha. you all right <laughs> it's the breakfast club good morning the
0: breakfast club the breakfast club say morning, something everybody
3: is dj <laughs> nv angela Yee, charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club let's get to the rumors let's
0: talk dominique wilkins she's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast
4: Club. Well, Atlanta Hawks vice president and NBA Hall of Famer Dominique Wilkins spoke to Don Lemon about what happened to him at a restaurant in Buckhead where he was not allowed in because of discrimination and the dress code. Here's what he said happened.
0: They looked me up and down again. They said, we don't have any reservations available. And I'm looking outside. This is lunchtime, 1 o'clock and there's a ton of tables outside that's empty. I'm dressed
10: better than most of the guys that was in there. Very chic dress, had a nice pullover shirt, long cargo black pants with nice sneakers. Now, to the left of me, there was three white guys coming in with shorts, T-shirts, and sneakers. And they said, give me a minute, we'll see you in a second. And I said, well, this doesn't make sense. You got all these tables and you can't sit, we don't have anything available. And he said, you know, we're trying to keep a level of elegance
2: in our restaurant. so." We can't see you at all. Well, oh, oh, that's when he should have left. Okay, because all the elegance would have left with Dominique Wilkins. How you how you front on the goat, Dominique Wilkins in Atlanta?
4: I like that he brought attention to it though. The restaurant is called Le Bilbouquet, and sometimes <laughs> what <laughs> Le Bilbouquet?
3: Mm. I don't think that's right. But go ahead, we we know what you, you mean. You pronounce
4: it B I L B O Q U E T.
2: Le Bou
3: Bouquet.
2: Nanny, nanny, boo <boo-boo>.
4: boo. <laughs> well the restaurant has since apologized and i'm glad that he actually brought attention to this right he said we sincerely apologize to dominique wilkins for the events that occurred on may 22nd no patron of our restaurants should be made to feel unwelcome or less than and for that we are deeply sorry it was never our intention to make mr wilkins or anyone else for that matter feel that way at our restaurant
2: listen the human highlight film dominique Wilkins. show that man some damn respect i don't care if nick's sitting in there in a bathrobe you treat that man like the royalty he is okay that's my guy. Drop in Atlanta, on, though? Drop on the clues bars for Dominique Wilkins. Anywhere, but especially Atlanta.
4: Well, they did say they are now reevaluating their dress code and eliminating any ambiguities. And he said, they also said, first, we will provide diversity, equity, and inclusion training to all current employees and require it.
2: That's my guy. He listens to The Breakfast Club, too. Dominique Wilkins? Yes, very faithful. Oh, shout out to Dominique. Yes.
4: One of my favorite scenes in Crazy Rich Asians is the very beginning. Did y'all see that movie? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Where she goes to the... um The woman goes to the hotel to check in. It's pouring raining outside. And they look at her and her ch- her children, and they're like, we don't have anything available. She calls her husband. She goes outside to the payphone, calls her husband. He buys the hotel. Or buys the hotel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they go back inside and... and
3: she says, uh, yeah, I'm an owner now. Yeah, yeah. I love that.
4: <laughs> All right. Akon's SUV was stolen from a gas station in Buckhead, since we're talking about Buckhead. And... Yes, he basically stopped at the quick trip. And he said, Anytime, you know, Atlanta police is letting people know, anytime you stop your vehicle and you leave your vehicle for just a split second, please turn it off and take your keys with you and secure your vehicles. They said, We're having too, far too many vehicles stolen because we are leaving our vehicles running.
2: I feel like that anyway, though. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, worse in some places, but I feel like that anyway.
4: So he was uh, filling up his white newer model Range Rover and left it running. And mm. that's how it all happened. Mm. I told you when I get gas, I take my keys out of the car. I take any, I don't even leave anything in my car. I lock the doors and everything.
2: That's the beauty of Jersey though, right? Yeah, Cause we, we don't, really don't gotta
4: gotta get out the car. Gas. That's, that's right. right. Nope.
3: We don't get out the car. Yeah.
4: All right. Now, Andrew Yang was on with Z way and he talked about a lot of different things, including his favorite hip hop songs by Jay Z.
1: I listened a
2: lot to hip hop during like yeah. the uh, '90s and 2000s because what, you know, like the,
5: what, Andrew? I gotta know.
8: Jay Z and a little bit of Nas. And
5: What's your
4: favorite Jay Z song? It's, I mean, he's a New Yorker.
11: Yes. Um, <laughs>
4: Somebody's writing.
11: Yep. What is my favorite Jay Z song? It's. <laughs> <"Can't> <laughs> I it
1: on four, do you want more? Do you want more? It was like that was uh, him and I think it was a
2: duet, right? Uh, yeah, Linkin Park. <laughs> Hey, drop on a clues <laughs> bomb for Z Way. Okay, I love that show. It comes on on Showtime. That's like the third episode, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if they added that uh, that writing sound in there or was somebody really like Andrew Yang's It was part?
3: already
7: in there.
2: Wow. Andrew yeah. Yang is winning this war, though, because he's really being himself. Dramos was saying <laughs> earlier, what'd you say, Dramos? He needs to be the nerdy guy
7: he just needs to tap into his nerdiness he like.
2: is <laughs> everything he does is nerdy but just looks so like the other day I seen him outside playing basketball yeah. with somebody like a nerd it's like a nerd it's just like yeah.
3: he's just trying
2: just he, like, that's who he
7: is yeah. and it works
2: no, mm-hmm. not really. You don't. Mm-mm.
3: For mayor, I want
7: a nerd in there who knows the numbers and and all that stuff, that's man. Not, I mean,
2: I don't see why he wouldn't be. Yeah, able but don't to, go man. in and say, "Yeah, I, I love Jay Z." Sure. What's your favorite song?
4: Uh, Plus, I feel like a mayor uh, of New York has to be like know a lot about New York.
2: And by the way, who would pick that song? I mean, the Lincoln Park collaboration was good, but I have never heard nobody that duet. say, "Did <laughs> like that duet? duet?" I've never heard nobody say that was one of their favorite Jay Z records.
7: Encore or the Lincoln Park version? The Lincoln the Linkin Park, Park version. Park version. Oh, okay, okay. okay. No, mm-hmm. That's what the person Bobby wrote on the paper though.
2: Lincoln Park, Jay Z, Numb, Pop Encore. This is the
7: Duet.
3: One. 99 <laughs>
2: Problems. Hola Ovito. Hard Knock Life. You start naming everything like it's one song. What's All
7: your right. favorite song? Hard Knock Life, Encore? PSA. <laughs>
4: Man, where do we go with this? Okay, and lastly, I just want to bring this up. Angela Bassett and Courtney B. Vance, uh, their Bassett Vance Productions is teaming up with M- MTV Entertainment Studios and writer Nathan Allen Davis. They are doing a limited series about the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921, according to Variety. So it's also the 100-year anniversary of the massacre. I think it was May 31st and June 1st. And I'll actually be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on that date, Uh they're doing a series of events out there so I cannot wait to see that yeah
2: MTV cool. Stu- well first of all drop on the clues bombs for uh, Angela Bassett and Courtney alright MTV Studios you can't be cheap with that one alright you have to put some real resources behind that uh, Tulsa limited series about Black Wall Street that has to be done correctly
3: absolutely
4: alright well that is your rumor reports
3: alright shout to Revolt we'll see you tomorrow everybody
0: else let's get to the mix the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
2: Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. This year has been tough on mental health. GentleMind is here to help. GentleMind has developed an innovative new tool for groundbreaking insights into your unique genetic predispositions. Go to MentalHealthMap.com to be empowered on your mental health and well-being.
3: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God.
2: We are The Breakfast Club. Can, can, can we talk about the request we just got?
3: Oh, my God. What song
2: somebody wanted to hear? Not a song. Somebody in the room said, Can I promote something? He's going to have to call, call Angel E. Wow. Go
4: ahead. Promote what you want. Forget it promote. off. It's not me. Charlemagne, go ahead.
2: It, it's not me. I mean, even I, though I would tell you to pick up Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency <laughs> How to Win in the Country We Built, available everywhere. And, uh, you, sell, you buy books now. I mean,
3: if it was me, I would just talk about the car shows I got going down. I got July 3rd in Atlanta, August 14th in Atlantic City. Tickets are on sale right now. Celebrity cars, exotic cars, and all that.
4: Well, the break's over now, so whoever wanted to promote something is
7: (laughs) (laughs) too. Wow, man! What? Oh,
4: whose voice is that?
7: Hello, everybody. Hi, Dramos. Hey, Dramos.
4: <laughs> what are you promoting,
7: Dramos? So I have just launched my YouTube channel. Oh, we ain't got much time. Yeah, we this don't care like, about uh, that. Right. Like Whoopi Goldberg.
5: It's
4: 2021, no and you just launched a YouTube no, channel. <laughs> Shut up, man.
7: But you the young one in the room. I hate you. <laughs> you the young
2: guy,
4: huh? 2021. You got please? a Facebook also now. <laughs> <laughs> you got a black
3: plate Oh, no black plate for you? Listen,
4: mi gente. I, ju- <laughs> I just put out a vlog and it's
7: some positive information information for people. How I went from a 500 credit score. You went from- and- to
2: to <laughs> oh, my God. You a financial guru nah, now? Nah. This guy nah, is nah, crazy. Can I finish?
5: All right. Oh, you a guru now. There, you a about, guru now.
7: I talk about how I, I bought a house recently. And, uh, you know, I Oh, up. you doing
4: real
8: estate.
3: For you sure. stepping into my
7: territory. It's youtube.com wow. slash wow. dramos official. D-R-A-M-O-S Because official. we don't want to follow the unofficial dramos. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be doing mental
2: health for Puerto Ricans next. Shut up. I hate y'all. Now that you're a YouTuber, you're going to be a boxer? anything
4: you have going on? <laughs> you want
7: to talk about it? <laughs> You going to be a boxer now that you a YouTuber? Wow. wow. I, y'all, y'all. I'm trying to, trying to, you know, grow over here and y'all just holding me down.
4: Who's holding you down?
7: Nobody's. You a grower? Nobody's holding you down, grower? Hating ass breakfast club over Eddie,
4: here. Eddie, anything you need to promote? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: Give me the YouTube again, man. It's <laughs> youtube. dot com slash Dramos Official. So we're
4: going through your whole steps of you purchasing a home.
7: How I turn my my credit around, my finances. I got it in my mom's basement and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now stop I'm sharing a, toilets. I'm a, I'm with a men. landlord. I'm a homeowner, a property owner, all that good stuff. Are you so. gonna talk about how you used to share toilets with people? I, I do mention that. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who's the unofficial Dramos. I don't know, man. Some people out here. All right. My goodness. All right.
4: Well, there, you got it out. That's a note when we I'm come sure back. Everyone's is the Breakfast going Club to the page morning.
3: now. I hate you. Everybody, is DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club.
4: And, you know, today is May 25th, and there are several memorials in honor of George Floyd. You can check out a full list of events at BINnews.com for the Black Information Network. That's BINnews.com. I can tell you right now, there is a March for Justice in Brooklyn at the Barclays. There's also one in Charlottesville, Virginia. Make a Stand, that's happening today. But for the full list of everything that's happening, again, that's BINnews.com.
3: Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Oh, wait, we got to thank Wanda Sykes and Mike Epps for joining us this morning. That's right.
4: Also, my guy Mikey Moran, who is also my business partner in private label. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Dramos, who is our current real estate and credit guru.
7: Man, shut up. You You can see him at
4: YouTube.com slash Dramos official.
7: Yes, that's right. Oh, now
4: you don't want me to shut up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte, You got a positive note?
2: <laughs> I do, man. Uh, never chase love, affection, or attention. If it isn't given freely by another person, it isn't worth having.
1: Breakfast club, bitches. You all finished or you all done?